Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Welcome to this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Oh, what a rough day it's been today so far. It's been a great day. I'm exhausted, but it's been a great day. Why are you exhausted? Well, we got up at 3.30 in the morning to go wait in line for our uh, burritos, our free burritos for a year from Moe's Southwest Grill. Yeah, that was uh, exciting. It was uh, fun. It was. It was cold, though. It was like 30 degrees and uh, chilly. It was 35, and we got to spend the first two hours in the car. All right, but we were the first two people in line, so <laughs> we that was were. exciting. It was. It was fun. And we did get our free burrito, so that's a win. And we made the newspaper mm-hmm. and uh, all sorts of stuff. Yep, so that was good. Uh, we and didn't plug the podcast. No. We should have mentioned the podcast. You think? I don't know. We should. We need like a banner. We could have just held a banner out in front of us the whole time. We could have. Next time. Yeah. We had like a captive audience of 50 people. We could have like given out we business cards or something. <clears throat> a couple people wanted us to do a live podcast from the, <laughs> from the uh, restaurant, but uh, it was too cold. And then... We got. I got home from work today. Yes. And my package from Jason. Yes. Was there? I got my Funko Pops Mickey Skyliner figure. Yes. It's very, so awesome. Very exciting. I love him. I'm just amazed that Cheryl has taken this into the house because Cheryl does not. For those of you who know Cheryl, she does not like stuff. No, I don't. And we have a lot of it, but not because I like it. Right. Mostly because Tony likes it. And a few things. I guess you know. I have a few things, but um, definitely not so much Disney memorabilia but this i love so super excited thank you jason and raj i could not be happier yes and we'll post pictures of the funko pop uh, to our page a little later yeah but we do have uh news today we do so let's start with the first thing that's not even really news what's that um the turkey day tips from some chefs at disney world (laughs) yeah so for over 20 years disney chefs have been working in disney kitchens as well as working with the disney volunteers Um, to deliver and serve offerings to the homeless around Florida. So uh, Disney has released a video through the Disney Parks blog uh, with some holiday tips and how to bring some of that Disney cheer to your family. So that uh, link will be posted on our page. Very good. Yes. Another link that's going to be posted is a behind-the-scenes look at Cirque du Soleil that is coming in (laughs) spring of 2020. Um, That is in the Disney Springs area of the Walt Disney World Resort. And it's coming back into, it's that white tented area used to host uh, La Nuba, Cirque du Soleil. Um, It's been closed for a year. year? I was going to say a couple of years. But um, yeah, it's been closed for for a bit. And they're working on a new show to put in there, which is very exciting. Um, It's about... Um, obviously, it brings um, gymnastics type of things that Cirque usually does in, but they're using a storyline about animation. Uh, if you watch the video, um, they tell you that it's about a girl who is learning how to animate. Right. Her father's an animator. It passes down the animation tradition. Uh, it looks like a pretty cool show. You know, Lanuba was a great show, but it was just like, it, it was any, it was just a Cirque du Soleil performance that but they happened was- to... Hosted yeah. Disney World. But it was great. And it was a good show, and it ran for, what, 15 so years? So long. We saw it twice. Right. Yeah. Um, this is a new show that Cirque du Soleil has created along with the Walt Disney Animation team. Yeah. So I would expect to see film clips. I would expect to see ties in to Disney characters. Right. So it's going to be the, the Cirque experience that you enjoy with a Disney flair. Yeah, I think it looks amazing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you might want to check out that clip. Yes, that will be posted on our page as well. Okay. Um, 
At Fort Wilderness, the carriage and wagon rides have been suspended. Do we know why? Yes, this is a bummer. Um, so we talked earlier last month, earlier earlier this month about the Tricircle D Ranch being relocated to a new uh, new location. Um, and as part of that closure, they uh, have temporarily suspended carriage rides and wagon rides at the Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. Um, so there is still going to be an, a one-horse open sleigh ride at the campground. However, the um, individual carriage rides will not be available. Uh, they will not be available through, I believe, the spring of 2020. Um, but the holiday sleigh rides will be available every 30 minutes from November 29th through December 30th. Okay. Speaking of the holidays, the Edison in Disney Springs is hosting a New Year's Eve gala, and they have released some details about that. That's right. It is their second annual New Year's Eve gala at the Edison. It is uh, $150 per person. That does, uh, well, does not include tax or gratuity. It includes tray past horse duvers, uh, live action food stations, and a wide selection of beer, wine, and premium spirits from 7.30 p.m. Uh, until the Times Square New York City ball drops at midnight. Additionally, they will have uh, coffee desserts and a celebratory midnight toast to ring in the new year. Uh, this is available for guests 21 years of age or older, and uh, you can purchase tickets online. That actually sounds fun, and the pricing does not seem totally off the charts. No, it doesn't. It seems somewhat reasonable. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, so at Epcot, they're moving on to their next festival now that Food & Wine is uh, wrapping up like today or tomorrow. Um, that, that is called the Festival of the Holidays, and there's been a foodie guide released for that called Sips and Eats at the Epcot Festival of the Holidays. That's right. So I guess this is technically now four festivals because they have Flower and Garden, Food and Wine, um, International Festival of the Holidays, and the Festival of the Arts. Yep. So it's a festival season all the time. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. And that's good. That's why they have the permanent festival booths now. Right. So tell us some of the highlights of what they're offering. So in addition, you know, they've already released that they were going to have the cookie, scro uh, cookie stroll again this holiday season, um, but there are going to be some food stations uh, set up as well, and they are calling it uh, Sips and Eats because each station will have um, beverages as well as, as light food. Okay. So uh, I don't know if we want to get into the actual menus because I know that some people don't like when we go through the whole What people? Menu. Are you kidding? Some people who might buy you Funko Pops. It's amazing. It is. Okay, so we'll, we'll make it brief. Yeah, we don't have to go through everything, but, you know, um, a couple highlights. Near the Mexico Pavilion, they will have a uh, station called the Festival of the Three Kings. Uh, they will have uh, Peste Leon, which is a sofrito marinated beef with sweet plantains and olives. A queso fresco stuffed arepa stuffed with shrimp crushed avocado ahi and tomato sauce. Arepas topped with melted queso fresco. Tres leches rice pudding with pumpkin seeds and a chocolate crinkle cookie. As far as beverages go, they will have a non-alcoholic coquito. MIA Beer Company Tres Reyes Mango Golden and a Coquito, which is a tropical eggnog with Bacardi Dark Rum. All right. I'm just going to um, just talk about... Oh, I'm in the wrong thing. Okay. Never mind. Keep moving. All right. I'm over at Disneyland, the thing I'm looking at. I don't even know. At the Promenade <laughs> Refreshments, they will have holiday sweets and treats, and their food items are a peppermint sundae and a Santa Mickey sugar cookie. As far as beverages, they will have a hot cocoa, which is non-alcoholic, a chocolate peppermint shake, 
um, featuring Twinnings Peppermint Cheer Tea. That's also non-alcoholic. A Shipyard Eggnog White Porter. Hot Cocoa with Assorted Cordials, if you like Irish Cream or Liqueur. And a Chocolate Peppermint Shake featuring uh, Twinnings Peppermint Tea and Whipped Cream Vodka. Ooh, I love that stuff. At the refreshment port near the Canada Pavilion, which used to be a McDonald's fry station, <laughs> um, they will have turkey poutine as their food item, and then they will have T.G. Lee eggnog, uh, non-alcoholic, and T.G. Lee eggnog with a spiced rum. In the Canada Pavilion at the Yukon Holiday Kitchen, they will have seared Velasso salmon with Crown Royal maple whiskey glaze, parsnip silk, apple chutney, and hazelnut croquant. Uh, Canadian wild rice and ham soup with almonds served in a pretzel bowl. I'm sorry, with a pretzel roll. Uh, maple bouche de Noël, which is maple mousse rolled in gingerbread chiffon cake with cranberry sauce and pecan crumble. Did you say pecan or pecan? Pecan. Pecan crumble. And a peppermint pinwheel cookie. Um, and as far as beverages, they have frozen coffee, unibrew ephemery cassis, Insiclin Riesling, Insiclin Pure Vidal, uh, Pearl Vidal Ice Wine, Insiclin Gold Oak Ice Wine, Frozen Coffee uh, with Tap 357 Whiskey, and an Ice Wine Flight. Uh, the Canada Popcorn Cart will have Pecan Maple Bark with Maple Sugar. The UK Beer Cart will have Mulled Cider. Um, the UK Tea Caddy will have Twinnings Iced Christmas Toddy, which is uh, Twinnings Iced Christmas Tea with Honey. And then they will also have an alcoholic version of that, which uh, includes Drambuie. How far are we? And what do we have left? Oh, that's too many. Okay. You just have to um, basically say, like, where they're offering things. And then we'll just talk about where the rest of the play- things are, because this is taking too long. Yes, ma'am. La Marche de Noël Holiday Kitchen will be in the France Pavilion. They will also have um, Les Artisans des Glaces, uh, which is the ice cream cart, will be offering some stuff. The Boulangerie will have some special holiday items. And then in the area between Morocco and France, you can visit the Lahayam exclamation point holiday kitchen. Didn't we do this already? No. Because I remember you doing the Lahayam thing. No, there was something different. Sure it was. Sapphire Holiday Kitchen can be found in the Morocco Pavilion. I don't remember this uh, Japanese, what is this, like a Japanese Christmas tree? Which Japanese Christmas sushi tree? But we're not talking about that. Uh, the Shiwasu Holiday Kitchen can be found in Japan. You can get a sushi uh, tree. All right. The American Holiday Table in the uh, American Adventure um, with the deconstructed Thanksgiving right. dinner. Right, we had had the last, on the, wasn't that what we had the last time? Yes, when we were I there. Like we did this already. The Funnel Cakes will offer a special holiday funnel cake. Fife and Drum will offer a special ice cream sundae. Block and Hans, Hans in the American Adventure will have special items. Uh, the Tuscany Holiday Kitchen in the Italy Pavilion. Germany will host the Bavarian Holiday Kitchen. Uh, they will also feature a uh, station called Prost. Um, the Refreshment Port in Africa will have special items. And the Shanghai Holiday Kitchen in the China Pavilion will have special items. Uh, the Kringla Bakery Oog Cafe in Norway will have uh, traditional holiday rice cream. And then the Mexico Mexico Pavilion will have Las Posadas Holiday Kitchen. Um, additionally, Joffrey's Tea Company will be offering uh, various holiday specialty drinks. All right. Are you asleep yet? Did I have uh, to wake you? Yeah. No, I mean, you know, I like food stuff, but 
That's long. There was a lot there. But uh, clearly, they have many, many offerings for this Festival of the Holidays, which only runs until, I believe, December 30th. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you want the stuff, go and get it. Coincidentally, the holidays occur during the Festival of Holidays. You know I guess. That? I kind of would have thought they would have gone over into, like, just past the New Year. Mm-hmm. I mean, because New Year's is a holiday. Um, the Matterhorn bobsleds um, were on reduced capacity for a while. Now they are back to full capacity. Yes. Beginning today, it is back to both tracks. If you may recall, back in August, a chunk of plaster fell off the side of the uh, mountain. Uh, after hours, no guests were hurt or right. impacted by the fall, but it was found by an overnight uh, crew, and they uh, they stopped riding on one track. Um, so they've confirmed that the attraction is back to normal as of today. Good. Yay, Matterhorn. Uh, in Disney Plus news, there is a show called uh, One Day at Disney. Yes. Well, first of all, what is what is that about? Oh, crud. Um, So One Day at Disney is a uh, 52-episode documentary uh, that was announced at D23 in August. It goes behind the scenes to show the people that bring Disney stories to life in the theme parks, in television, in the movies, and more. Oh, that was like their big announcement, and everybody was very let down. Right. Um, So apparently, it looks like it's going to be short, because it's the first five- to seven-minute episode will be released December 3rd. So, um... Looks like Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us is doing the announcing for that. Yeah. So what sounded like it could have been a great 52-week, you know, one-year thing, you know, a half hour, you know, what are they going to do? Who are they going to highlight? That's five to seven minutes. Yeah, I mean, for that to have been their main feature for, uh, what was it from? At D23, actually. Yeah, from D23. That was the surprise announcement. But, you know, it, it it spotlights cast members who work behind the scenes. Which is cool, but... I don't know. Some of them may be visible. You know, it may be Joe, Joe Rody may get an episode, but it also may be Sally, the, the photo pass photographer in God, I hope not. Main Street. It might be. It's only five to seven minutes. That's true. I'll, I'll watch five to seven minutes of Sally. I'm not watching a whole half hour of Sally. <laughs> um, a few months ago, we reported that the um, film strip entrance to Hollywood Studios was being closed and dismantled. Um, there's additional construction going on over there. We don't know what it is, but it's uh, something's happening over there, so that's something to watch. Yeah, there's green construction scrim up. Um, there's just a notice that they're building dreams. Uh, the last two ticket windows at the Hollywood Studios entrance are uh, inaccessible because of this uh, construction work that's being done. Uh, there's no machinery there. There's nothing, but you know it is the area that used to be the film strip. So is that whole area getting a little makeover? Maybe they're just pouring new concrete. Don't we know. don't know. Time will tell. And because we can't organize our stories, we're going back to Disney Plus. Um, they had some errors that kept showing up, and they figured out how to fix that now. Yes. So um, Kevin Mayer, who is the Disney chairman of Direct Consumer and International, uh, which is the area that. Disney Plus falls under, uh, was interviewed during the Code Media 2019 conference. And during that conference, he stated that um, uh, the whole issue was related to coding in the technical stack. Uh, they had purchased a company called BAMTech. And uh, BAMTech, while their code has uh, usually acted well, it's never had gone through the volume that they experienced on opening day. So um, they found out that there were some coding areas, errors. They have recoded it. Um, so they, they're addressing them internally. 
Okay. But it's pretty interesting that they've, you know, been able to troubleshoot it and come up with an answer and a resolution. Good. Yes. Um, some things are going on. A little bit of shakeup with the uh, Walt Disney Imagineering group. Yep. So if you're, you know, kind of related to Disney Plus, if you're enjoying the Imagineering series, um, you, you know, you're seeing what the inner workings are. And it seems like there is a, there's a major shakeup going on. There have been some uh, uh, new roles and creative leaders, uh, and they're doing things for individual parks now, uh, as opposed to Imagineering being um, you know kind of this overarching uh, kind of organization. They're now putting tying people to specific parks. Um, don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, you know, the first shakeups internally with the company, there, there were a lot of stuff, uh, there was a lot of stuff happening after the Galaxy's Edge. I don't know if you want to call it a failure or not. Um, so uh, I guess this is just all part of it. And we'll, we'll see what that uh, leads to. All right. Um, we've talked a few times about the Liberty Square uh, market seating area. It's been ripped apart for quite some time. It looks like it's uh, finishing up. Looks like they've gotten some new brickwork. Um, and concrete paths. So shouldn't be too much longer before they open that up. Everyone is very much looking forward to that. Yeah, it looks like they've also put some seating along some of the walls so that you can sit on some of, excuse me, on some of the brick. And they've installed lampposts, very colonial-looking lampposts. Woo! Yeah. And some additional construction news over at Epcot. They are taking down the former uh, Fountain View Starbucks location. Um, that's under demolition, so we'll see what is to come there. You know what makes me sad about that? What? That's where Club Cool was. I know. And the fountain, the whole thing is just sort of upsetting. But It is, but pretty soon we'll get to see Moana, the journey of water. I don't care about that. All right. Well, everybody, uh, that's our show for today. Have a great weekend. I am Tony. I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs>